0: Welcome back to The Bed on Her Podcast with Gina Kelly and myself, Dana. Today, we have the honor of hosting a true powerhouse in the world of beach volleyball. She's not just an athlete. She's an inspiration both on and off the sand. Get ready to dive into the remarkable journey of Sarah Sponsel, a trailblazer whose determination and resilience have propelled her to the pinnacle of her sport. From challenges she's conquered to the goals she's set, join us as we uncover the personal and professional facets of Sarah's life. Welcome, Sarah, to The Bed on Her Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Welcome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just want to say that I have loved um, because I know the big news, right, is that you're going to go play indoor, but I've loved all of the videos you've been posting, Mm -hmm. um, the little snippets of (laughs) what it's going to be like with you back at indoor. So kind of like, I guess, how is it? How's training been in the switch?
1: Training has been amazing. Um, I think, you know, like indoor has been such a it was a big part of my life and um, I haven't stepped on the indoor court since UCLA um, in 2017. So six years ago, but um, yeah, just training at vibe and El Segundo and um, yeah, just the cool opportunities that have really popped up in the last like three months. I got um, invited to go down to Anaheim for a little bit um, in the USA gym. I haven't been in there in a hot second since my sophomore year of college. And um, just to get, just to be around like, you know, the best athletes in the world at, in indoor was just um, a blessing to be invited and i just miss it i miss it so much um i didn't really realize that until i started you know getting on the hardwood but i just missed the the team aspect the people that i get to meet um the people that i have reconnected with over the last three months going to phoenix and at vibe it's just i mean you guys all know like the beach world's very small but I mean, it's, I think just volleyball in general, the sport's so small and, um, I just, you know, have been reconnecting with people from, you know, when I was like 12 years old, like back in Phoenix, Amanda Benson went to Oregon and just seeing her at AU kill it. And it's just been amazing. Um, and yeah, it's just opened up a whole new world that I've closed off for six years of my life and, uh, just to be able to revisit it has been, uh, has just brought me so much joy. Yeah.
2: Um, so for listeners that don't know, um, kind of explain what vibe is too, and maybe yeah. some of the, what some of the transition or the toughest transitions that you've had to do, um, as far as, as far as like on court skills and stuff. Cause I, yeah. cause obviously it's, it's different. same, same, but different, you know?
1: Yeah. So vibe is, um, it's, uh, a gym in El Segundo and it's not really like a club, but, um, coaches, um, can do privates there. So um, you know, Fiapo. I know Fiapo from beach volleyball and Leandro, who is my old coach is there. So I don't know. Like I just kind of looked up on the, on their little website. I'm like, who can give me a lesson? Like, <laughs> I feel really weird. Like I haven't, been coached indoor volleyball in so long and so I was like Fiapo can you help me out <laughs> like, <laughs> one-on-one he's private. like what do you want I'm like I think I'm just gonna start with passing mm-hmm. I don't know like stay on the you know hardwood because it's yeah just jumping everything's different so I've been I was working with him a little bit and have been working with another guy named Steven but yeah it's just you can go in there and get privates whenever you want you can do privates if you want so it's kind of a really cool concept you don't it's not like a club. so um, But, yeah, it's down the road. It's easy to get to. So, or I what's mean,
2: been the most challenging? What's most challenging?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the serve receive is probably the most challenging. I think it's hard because I don't know <laughs> what position I'm playing yet. So I've been kind of training everything. But, yeah, I mean, the ball is coming way faster than um, a beach volleyball. Uh, your angles are just more important. Um, and, yeah, I think that's, that's probably the biggest – thing. I mean, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't, but, um, just the mentality behind it and moving on to the next play. I mean, it's the same as any other sport, like letting things go, but, um, just trying to give myself grace. Cause I haven't really seen that type of speed in a while. Um, let alone just being six on six, you don't see that speed, um, yeah. on the beach. So it, it gets me excited. I'm a reactive player. Like I love defense cause it's, you know, quick, um, and so I, I mean, we were talking about, it. we, me and Kelly went to the UCLA, for stamp for, Stanford game and she's like, Oh my gosh, it's so fast. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I love just like those quick reaction plays. And
2: so, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I think my, if I were to ever play in Oregon, which I will not, but, uh, my hardest thing would be my knees, like yeah. the knee pain <laughs> and then actually like diving for a ball, <laughs> because yep, yeah. so you wouldn't have to dive very you would just fall no but you're like, not, like yeah. you're not running after a high <laughs> no, line shot. In beach volleyball you just literally flop on the sand and mm-hmm. it doesn't that's hurt true. that's indoor true. That's you have it. to learn how to dive properly without hurting yourself that's yeah, that's
0: how that you know true. like the three of us are in our 30s because we just said mm-hmm. oh my oh, god <laughs> our, our knees, knees. Harder for me to
3: track the ball when <laughs> yeah. we were watching on friday i was like wow it seems so fast <laughs> but
0: the good thing
1: is like you can pancake the ball and yes. You can't pancake it yeah. so it's like if you can't get there you're like at least i can get my yeah yeah, that's
2: that.
3: true. <laughs> well, what position do you think you want to play now that you've been training for a couple weeks now?
1: Gosh. Um, I mean, at first it was libero. Um, but I i mean, I really love outside. I, I played outside three years at Loyola Marymount. And uh, I don't know. I just love being involved. And in, I mean, in beach volleyball, you're involved in every play. Um, and so, you know, when you're hitting, you can, you know, hit out of the back row. You're passing, you're blocking, mm-hmm. you're um, hitting. So I think... Um, I would love to play outside. I mean, I'm more of a shorter player, but um, I love to to
0: get the shot at it. Mm-hmm. Can I be honest? When I when I watched your uh, reels and stuff, it brings me back to my indoor days, long time ago. <laughs> but it, it looks like so much fun that I was like, should I get do like some sort of rec league and go back into yes. indoor? Mm. I was a libero for a long time. I was also a setter. Okay. So that was my thing, and then yeah, I ruined my wrists, but. How did you ruin your (laughs) wrist? Gymnastics. Oh, okay. I was like, how did you ruin your wrist with volleyball? (laughs) I fell forward. No, I'm just kidding. It's gymnastics. But yeah, it looks looks like fun. It looks exciting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I I train everything because I just want to be on the court Um, wherever the coach needs me. I just want to see our team win um,
2: and succeed. So
1: uh, that's why I train everything. (laughs) You know, wherever you want me, I'll I'll be there.
2: What about um, going back to kind of where your whole volleyball, your love for volleyball started. So when, how old were you when you started playing and kind of what, do you have any figures or moments in, um, in your young career that inspired you to want to pursue volleyball at this level?
1: Yeah. I mean, I started really young. I started at the, it sounds weird, but like three or four years old. Um, I think my most vivid memories of me were, um, passing outside my sister's kindergarten classroom with my dad and he would have, you know, the plush, you know, volley light, toss it to me, shank it. I'd go run and get it on the basketball court, give it back to him. And that was just like the process. And, um, and I think I just, uh, yeah, it was just me and my dad for a long time. And, uh, I just fell in love with it right away. I think, um, you know, I was on my first club team at six or seven years old and my sister played and it was just a family affair. You know, um, we were just all involved and, uh, I don't know. I think just. I, I think a lot of athletes say this, but when they have older siblings, um, there's something to strive for. So, um, you know, going to my practices, I would just bounce over and go to my sister's practices. And, you know, the level of play is a little bit better. And uh, I think that, you know, always pushed me. Have Like being in the gym and seeing the older girls, like what? It, how does it really look like to hit a hard ball? You know, like we can get it over the net at like 12 <laughs> years old, but how is it supposed to look at the higher levels? And um, so, yeah, I was just – I was a gym rat um, from the very start. And I think – uh, being always playing up helped, um, and I think uh, my parents just saw that I was, you know, good at it, and uh, I, you know, I loved it. I loved just being in the gym all the time, and there was always something to work on.
2: And then did, did you always play beach, too, or was that something that kind of fell into your lap? Um or- or opportunities that present yeah. itself later. Yeah, um,
1: I started doing, like, beach tournaments. I mean, it was more like dirt court <laughs> <laughs> in Phoenix. Uh, we don't call that the beach. The Dust Bowl. Yeah, yeah, we we all knew where not to dive because it was concrete. Um, but, yeah, like, probably nine years old is when I started getting out there. Like, in the summers, they would do, have like, 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s tournaments, and we'd just play all the divisions and see how well we would do. But, yeah, that was, like, when that first started, and – it was more of like a summer thing. You know, you'd do middle school or high school and then high school club, and then you'd do the summer ball. Now they all get into it at like... So yeah. I think things now. have changed in the beach world, you know? Like you yeah. always... Many people played indoor, and then they transitioned. So it's really cool to see how far beach has come because everyone's... Some people are just committing, like, from day one, I'm, I'm just playing beach. So that's, you know, a testimony to how the sport's
2: growing. Yeah. Do you think that... um it's better now that kids are specializing, or do you think that? Yeah,
0: we talked about this with Abby. Yeah,
2: I just want to get your perspective yeah. on like, or do you think that it's important for volleyball players to kind of get a taste of both? I think it's, um, I think it's good
1: to to do all sports. I mean, whether that's volleyball, whether that's beach volleyball, um, I think a lot of just this is just my opinion. I think a lot of parents are putting their kids and just specializing them so young that it's like. They're doing privates at eight years old, and by the time they get to high school, are they still gonna like it? I mean, there's some. Um, but I think just getting involved in basketball or softball or baseball or whatever it may be, you're letting your muscles and your mind react to different things. Like you're just growing your body, like it's still developing. And I think we're getting a lot of athletes that are just good volleyball players. And I really like athletes that are like good at a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I think that's just more entertaining for me. Like, so, um, and I think maybe, I I don't know, like research wise, but maybe just you won't be as injury prone because like I have been in this position or that position doing all these other sports and, um, you're strengthening muscles that you wouldn't strengthen just playing this one sport. So I personally, when I have kids, I'd like them to pursue everything, you know, yeah. and then maybe find, you know, fall in love with one. But I think it's good for the mind for because,
2: you know, they're kids. Yeah, I think uh my perspective is specifically with indoor and beach. I feel like kids now that are just playing beach lose the discipline of that indoor teaches. Mm-hmm. Beach is a little bit more like lackadaisical. You show up, mm-hmm. stroll up to the beach, and maybe you show up right on time or a couple minutes late. Mm-hmm. But indoor, it was like if you weren't 15 minutes early, you were late. And um, I also think that indoor teaches very um, fine-tuned, skill-based aspects that can be lost a little bit in beach. So I feel like um, I think it's beneficial to at least play both for a little bit just so you kind of get that. Discipline skill. Can we
0: do an indoor session one day? Like all of us just go and play it?
2: five Uh
0: we'll make
1: <laughs> I know. What do you want to do? Are your wrists okay or honestly
3: I'll I will take the libero position. I'm not jumping okay. I will not jump. I will pass.
1: You can set. I will set. Honestly, I should have been set. Have you got a you got a natty at ucla yeah doing cool. outside quite fine so. i was the
3: i was the glue girl i just <laughs> went wherever they needed me i would play that position hey
1: that's so. what's that's why you train everything well rounded you know? I, yeah.
3: yeah i think versatility in athletes is super important yeah it just teaches you like you said like to be in different movements it kind of you don't want to deal with burnout too and i think a lot of kids kind of go through that so the more sports you can play
1: yeah um
3: the better, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think I agree with you on the on the discipline. I think it's yeah, I mean, I just transitioning over now. It's like I I want like I'm at the gym twenty minutes, I'm doing my warm up. And I mean, beach volleyball we all know it has elements, but there's something that's really you know, I'm just being a gym rat through and through, it's like I love an empty gym. I love going and knowing like I'm gonna get really good reps today. Mm-hmm. Like for a fact, you know, there's no sun, there's no wind, there's no cold. I know <laughs> that when I step in there, like work is gonna get done, right, you know? Yeah. And that's just like who I am. I just love that, you yeah. know? Um, especially just like scheduling wise, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think kinda... you're
0: inadvertently uh, convincing beach volleyball players to play indoors. <laughs> yeah. Because of those yeah, reasons. we're just
1: gonna move it just in, you know, covered. Yeah. <laughs> well, from,
3: I mean, obviously you started playing indoor, went to the beach, now you're going beach back to indoor what's something from your beach you know career that you can now bring into the indoor aspect of it whether whether that could be like a mindset skills tactics like what have you learned and what are you excited to implement playing
1: yeah know. I think that's a good question I think I mean the biggest thing is like there's two people now they're six um so don't
0: um, run into each other <laughs> yeah. yeah and nobody's think... land <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think it's I mean uh It just shows me that I I can get everything. Obviously, things are going faster, and you only have a specific area of the court to uh, cover. Um, But I think it's just very interesting to see. um, Yeah, I mean, I I see indoor players um, that, you know, haven't played beach. And on the beach, you're taught as a blocker to block and turn, and turn and get this ball. And I think that's the joy of playing both is because I know that my blocker can turn and get this. And it's, it's interesting to see a lot of people like their brains stop, because they've been trained to just stop like to, to block and then hopefully someone else gets it. And I'm like, I guess there's, you know, systems that coaches teach. But I think that's just like the athlete that we can all bring out is like, sometimes our brain stops us from knowing like, we can get these things, we can make these different plays. And I think beach allows me to see that is like, Oh, like, why don't you just turn and get this you know and um yeah I think there's little things like that that I find very interesting is just as beach players we're taught to just go after everything and at some point we know that we can if we just go um and so I think that's one thing that I like to (laughs) observe uh but yeah I think
3: yeah and then mentally too like you got to go with the USA team you said so what was Mm -hmm. it like training with them and then how have you applied what you've learned there into your training now to then prep for the new year?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, uh, I mean, I could just see, like, the routines that each of them have. I mean, they're um, whether that's serving or passing, I feel like it was amazing just to go in there. I mean, sometimes I didn't even play. You know, I'm like, I'm at your service. Like, what do you want? Do you want me to serve you balls? That's great. Mm -hmm. But I got to to watch, you know, Justine Wong and uh, see, like, what is she doing before the serve? What is she doing after? Is she relaxed? Is she kind of just what you were saying? It's very technical, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, and everyone has something different, you know, and I think that's something that I've been figuring out as I've been going to vibe and, uh, training with athletes unlimited is like, what's my routine? Because it's going to be different than theirs. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that, um, and just, yeah, I, I I think that the team aspect too, I think that's just like what I love, um, that we
2: can talk more about, but yeah. Yeah. What about like, uh, so I guess, before we get into the team stuff I really want to learn more about kind of your goal setting and how you've implemented short-term and long-term goals and maybe let's start with kind of your road to the Olympics and then kind of now how your goals are shifting obviously making this transition yeah um because I think it's important for like young listeners now too to, to know the importance of just not long-term goals, like you want to go to the Olympics, you attained it, but like what it took to get there and kind of the other goals that were, uh, that you had in mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, goals are interesting. Uh, you know, I think going to the Olympics, that was my you know biggest dream of my entire life. Um, and I'm so happy that I got to go. It was an amazing experience minus the COVID part. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think after the Olympics, um, I mean, I've said it before and um that my mind it was just like a high point a very low point in my life because um, my whole life i trained for this um and it wasn't really exactly what i thought it was going to be in terms of fulfillment um i think you know i was coming back on you know the plane for the plane ride back from tokyo and there was just uh just feelings of like i'm not enough or um that, yeah, that wasn't fulfilling. What's why, why isn't that so fulfilling? And, uh, uh, in terms of goals, uh, you know, I've shifted. Um, yeah, I think my, I wouldn't say goals, but my priorities in my life have shifted greatly over the last year. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, my mindset was always Olympics, Olympics, next one, next one. And, I think we can all agree as beach players that sometimes there's not a like we don't have time to relax we don't have time to figure out is this what we want to do and you're just kind of on this wheel you know and um you know certain things uh have popped up in the last year you know i went to um a lot of things like i went to kenya and that was a massive um perspective shift for me uh you know i've traveled the world and um, i've gone to amazing places and you know, Switzerland and all these, you know, Brazil, and I love, you know, playing there. Um, But I've never traveled to a country to give back um, with the gifts that I have with sport, with my platform. And I came back from Kenya having so much joy from that one trip than I've ever had going to all these different countries to play volleyball. And that doesn't mean that I'm not thinking of that, but it was just, oh my gosh, like it was just, you come back and you realize you have so much in life, you know, and all these kids don't, they don't know what a ball is. And you just, I can't explain how much uh, perspective I got and joy. And so going through that trip and um, seeing what kind of traveling brings me joy, you know, and priorities, well, things like my sister, she got married, she's having a kid and I want to be in that kid's life. And, you know, all these things are popping up in my head and Uh, you know, I think traveling was just, I wanted to, like, there was something pulling me back home. Like I wanted to be home. It was hard for me to go away. Um, even when we were winning, even when we weren't doing well, it wasn't the results based. but I was like, I feel like I need to be home domestically to be part of my sister's life. And, you know, things start shifting, like, how can I create a career where I love to play volleyball i um you know can i play indoor can i play beach and i think the the kenya trip also you know i hadn't been around indoor volleyball in so long and on the itinerary they're like hey like the Kenya national team wants you to 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 visit to introduce yourself and next thing i know i'm like playing with them and i'm just experiencing this whole you know new side of volleyball that i haven't tapped into in so long and i'm just like this is amazing like <laughs> these girls are having so much fun and it just brought me so much joy. That whole trip just changed a lot of things for me. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, I, you know, I am a futuristic thinker, which is good and bad, but I I do want to settle down. I do want to have a family um, and be with my husband and not be traveling on the road for five weeks and two weeks. And, and some people want that. And I think I was just in the midst of trying to figure out how I can, if it's possible to do both or to what that looks like, everyone has their own life path, but, um, going to Kenya and seeing, seeing how much joy indoor gave me and seeing a potential opportunity at that moment of like, maybe I could go indoor. But when I stopped, I had no plan B. Like I sat there for two weeks, doing like lifting and (laughs) that was it. But, um, I didn't know my next steps and it's scary. Uh, my parents <laughs> didn't talk to me for a couple of days and, you know, it's, it's scary, but I just knew he was with me. I knew he was going to tell me what to do. And, uh, next thing I knew, you know, like we go, you know, indoor opportunities and all that. So, um, I'm just trying to create a, you know, a life here domestically. I want to be with my family. I've been away for 10, 10 years. My sister just had her kid two or three days ago. Congrats. Yeah. stuff Thank you. Oh, she's listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so excited to see what this new adventure has for me. And, um, you know, just like kill it on the court, but I'm excited to, to meet and be around new people and be around teammates and, see just how i can lift others up around me i think that's just what's fun about the team is like we're all different and how can we get the best out of each one of us and lift the trophy up together at the end i think that's so special so uh yeah i don't have a concrete goal right now but i do know family is important to me my faith is important to me and if i can make a career here domestically and yeah maybe go internationally here and there but that's those are what um, are important. Yeah.
2: And I think a lot of, uh, players right now are starting to look at these opportunities as well and be like, wow, this is maybe I can shift my priorities here too Yeah, and per- pursue something that could be, you know, potentially something big or, yeah. you know, with yeah. more money and more opportunities and obviously yeah. more opportunities with having a team of you need at least six on the court. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Cue, uh Pro Volleyball Federation. Yeah. No. So then I want to
2: ask, why Pro Volleyball Federation?
0: Also, why not San Diego? <laughs> Carrie wants to know. Everybody know. wants she to s- know.
2: She sent me a text message.
0: <laughs> I know. That I, that I won't I- repeat bong. what the
1: first two words were. <laughs> um, uh, I heard that. Um, I mean, I'm, to be quite honest with you, I don't know what love is doing. Uh, love or league one is that love league, yeah, league One? yeah i think, I think so. they liked it called love sorry love either, either one, one. What yeah. They like? yeah. yeah so um you know i didn't know much about pvf other than the fact that um you know when we were at avp atlanta i was heading home and they had just r- announced their um their team yeah. their team and their logo and i happened to be just chilling at the airport and i came across one of the girls that was on the team. And she just, we talked for like an hour and a half and she was explaining what it was about. And, you know, that there's seven teams, but I really didn't know much about it. And, you know, my, my mind just, you know, after these two weeks of praying, I'm like that, I don't know, PVF just came to my mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Carrie was amazing and gracious to help me get contacts. And uh, she, I just started cold calling. I'm like, I felt I was so nervous. I'm like, Hey, I haven't played in six years. Is this something that you would consider me to do all this stuff? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I contacted San Diego. I contacted Michigan and Atlanta and, um, I think my mindset was just, I want to be on the court. Yeah. And, uh, also it's like I had no job. Um, and you know, I know that there's a lot of there's preseason that you have to go through there. are People already signed Mm -hmm. and, you know, I they're asking for film and I personally don't have film. I don't have film since (laughs) twenty (laughs) seventeen. And um, I think at that moment I was like, I um, I I want someone that just believes in me Mm. right away. Um, Not that they didn't. But um, after that phone call, I'm just like, I hope someone just somehow loves me (laughs) for me and maybe (laughs) like what they think I can do on the court and you know i talked to atlanta and um michigan but when i got on the phone with michigan's head coach i just fell in love with kathy and uh i think you know things can be sometimes transactional but i just really liked how she enjoyed what i did off the court and she was like oh i like you know your trip to kenya and we started talking and just about life and um i love when coaches yeah not are crazy personal like in your life but i do Um, I think a lot of players respect when they care about you not just as the player but as the person you know they want to check in on you and how things are going and so right away I was like I, I really like, you know, the vibe of this this yeah. woman. You know, I just you were like the talk
0: of the town at the at uh, so I went to the brand reveal and then after the brand reveal oh, yeah. it was like a different just for women sports party. Oh yeah, and we were talking about you there, and it was myself, the CEO, mm-hmm. and and Logan and stuff, and apparently you left quite the impression.
1: Well, I mean, I met I met Jen. I met Logan at AU because I Kathy George, my coach, was flying into Athletes Unlimited. I it was happening in Phoenix. So I flew out just to meet her and some of the girls. But they were awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I really enjoyed getting to to watch the game and spend time with them.
0: So, uh, Michigan, are you, are you familiar with the weather there? Absolutely the Midwest, not. baby. <laughs> No,
2: <laughs> we got to get you a coat. Uh-huh. I feel like every time I talk, <laughs> big
0: coat, big poofy coat. Listen, the, I'm a Midwest girl. I'm from Chicago. The winters there are going to be cold, but it's great. Yeah. It's it's magical there. Yeah. The, the humans there in the Midwest, are you familiar with them? Yeah,
1: I feel like people are going to be so nice. You have no like idea. When you go down the street and someone's like, hello, and you're like, not like here. Yeah. It's like absolutely like deflect. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no. you're weird. If you said hi to me, what's going on? No, we are very
0: welcoming people. Yeah. <laughs> we are very talkative. Midwest. Yeah. There was like a huge culture shock when I moved from Chicago yeah. here. And uh yeah, it was San Francisco and then down here. But yeah, you're gonna love it's it. Gonna be... It's amazing. Just get yourself a nice coat, make that's sure you have say, chains you know, for just... your car oh, and a shovel.
1: Well, at least I have a garage. So that's good. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: that's true. But yeah.
1: I know that it's yeah, I think a lot of people have that's their first immediate reaction is, oh my gosh, it's gonna be cold. And I knew that it was gonna be cold. And I'm still probably gonna be shocked at how cold it is. Cause I walk outside, I'm like, oh my God, it's a little chilly. Yeah. And my dad's like, no. <laughs> just wait to Yeah, just to don't. That should not be in your vocabulary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I, I didn't want the weather to stop me from yeah. experiencing something that could be really special. So I was like, where? I can uh, get
0: used to that. Where in Michigan? Uh, Grand Rapids. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice location. I heard that's a small town. It's nice there. Yeah, cute. I feel like it could, is it like a little hallmark town? Or? <laughs> I mean, I feel like all of the Midwest is pretty much. Wait. So part. when do you report for?
1: So I report on December thirtieth, but we have like a mini camp, which is what San Diego was doing mm-hmm. last weekend. So it's like a week long at the the very first week of December. So like in two weeks.
3: And then how long does that go
1: till? It's just a week long. Um, yeah no, like your oh, season the season. The season oh, yeah it's just a week for long. listeners <laughs> <laughs> what it's not a week long it's actually uh so it starts i think our first match is like december or january 23rd 24th and it goes through mid-may so um and then yeah there's seven teams so you're traveling uh playing each team twice at their place and vice versa so yeah but so i will be in san diego yeah. twice i know so I'll see you there. In we'll
0: come watch you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Please for sure. Do. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. yeah. The we were talking just earlier before you came on. Yeah. The the prize money is massive. Yeah. Uh, just the way that they're investing in their athletes is a big big deal. Yeah. Even down to the fact that they and this is I don't want to ruin the podcast that I just had with Logan and Jen. Oh yeah. But they talk about how it, even when it came down to the clothing line. they were gonna the Mm -hmm. brand they were gonna partner with they had athletes come out try it on see how it like they like it they're just so invested
2: i know i'm kind of interested if you know it's okay if you don't obviously is the business aspect of it because obviously now you're part of this team Mm -hmm. and where you you had mentioned too before Mm -hmm. you came on like in college you have nil so like you can rep these other brands but then obviously the school is sponsored by this so Now with these pro teams, like, are you still able to maintain your sponsors that you have with beach volleyball or do they conflict or like kind of what's, or is there an opportunity, do your sponsors now see this as a great opportunity to transition to indoor?
1: I think it's, I mean, it's a whole new transition. I think that's like what I'm, you know, in the midst of conversations with my sponsors. And, um, and I think it is a massive opportunity for, for brands. I mean, just just look at you know this last college season alone, how many sold out stadiums there are. I think there's just um, a lot going on with indoor volleyball, which is great. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think each team does have their own sponsor, but I do think that you're allowed to have sponsors on the side. You're not allowed to have it on your jersey, obviously. But I, I think there's a way to to work it out. And uh, but I I mean. I just wanted to get my foot in the door. I mean, just I'm grateful yeah. to have my foot in the door in this first year, you know? And I think there's gonna be a lot of questions, but hopefully answers at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I can't really answer that right now.
0: Yeah. Did you she know that Blenders, Blenders is a sponsor for San Diego Mojo? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't know that, for but wow. it makes sense because yeah.
2: Blenders is based in San Diego. And their son there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, San Diego Mojo. It's what did you- Mojo. Mojo. What yeah. did you say?
2: I
3: don't know. What did I
0: say? <laughs> She whispered. She looked at me. She whispered. Mojo. <laughs> yeah, San Diego Mojo. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it makes sense to have you know uh, a San
2: Diego based. Well, just those local, like the local teams. Yeah. yeah. Will probably have sponsors eventually right. as it grows. Yeah. That just like the Lakers do, or the Dodgers right. whatever it is. But so. look
0: at how amazing that is. Is that like the difference so far between indoor and beach? which you know i'm always going to be hard on the avp because i feel like they can do better for their athletes Mm. um the fact that (laughs) you guys are just going to stay quiet because i don't know if you guys are still in contracts or not with the avp but
2: (laughs) well there is an article out
0: yeah but what i'm saying is like like the brands right the the brands and the companies are partnering with the team which means who makes up the team the players mm-hmm. so like all the players are are gonna get benefits from that partnership as well totally which yeah. is life changing and that's a benefit
2: of being a part of a team in a yeah. city yes yeah, yeah. that's yeah.
0: huge yeah. yeah
2: and i i think it'd be interesting to get your opinion too on kind of what's happening with avp next year with uh i mean there's a volleyball East magazine article West. yeah yeah about how kind of like there's going to be cities and teams that rep those cities and some sort of draft. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know much, probably more than what's come out, but like if I had to sum it up, I feel like there's, you know, four, four tournaments (laughs) and you have to be top eight per gender. And then you do, you go to a league, I don't know, September through November top four out of that goes to like a Thanksgiving day championship final or something. But in this league, there might be, you know, appearance fees, they pay for hotel and travel and, which is great, you know, that hasn't been done in the past. So I think, well, first of of all, this year is going to be, you know, a lot of new changes. So we don't know if this is going to work. I don't know, you know, I think they are going into it. Like this is a big change and we hope, you know, there's progress, but I mean, I foresee beach volleyball going down the road as more like PVF is You have cities you have five pairs kind of like college you have five Mm -hmm. pairs you all go and travel and it's awesome you get to bring back the the team vibe Mm -hmm. you know which i think a lot of i mean i've talked to several different people and they miss that they really do and i think it's um yeah there's something so special about a a team that is lacking you know and we all love camaraderie and i mean you play fours and we had a fours tournament like a couple like a month ago and just how everyone's personality, I love that. Everyone's personality just like comes out when they play fours, when they play sixes. It's amazing. It's like, even me, you know, beach, you're just so steady. Like you can't be too high, you can't be too low. But I'm like, I'm a trash talker. I just come out of the woodworks and I'm just a completely different person. I mean, Reeves and like you guys are probably too. Like you, you say things and I'm like, oh, I would never, you know, said that, but you love egging people on. And I think- that's really fun for the fans, too. It, it's all, I mean, that's what why people want to come is they want to be entertained as well. So I think um, maybe in these, you know, down the road, I don't know, 10 years down the road, when there hopefully is these cities, you can do, like, a men's team of women's pairs. You could do fours. You could, you know, mix it. You could do so much with it. But it, it gets me excited because I think, um, you know, I mean, we're at the very bottom of what could be, right. but yeah. I think with the new structure, I mean, There's we all know that something needs to change. They know it, yeah. And um, yeah, we're just we're seeing we're gonna see it just flourish, hopefully, <laughs> we'll,
0: cross our we'll fingers, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Fingers
1: for us. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere,
3: yeah. And <laughs> well, we're so witnessing we're ten witnessing years later. Well, yeah, we've, talk, we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's like it's not gonna be what it was back in right. the '80s. Like that was its time, but now. With all these leagues coming up, like this could be something that we could touch on. It could be huge. It could explode. Like, like, or what if, like, yeah, there's so much uncertainty. Like, all
1: these teams had beach. Like, they had their own beach team. Like, they. I mean, I'm not saying they could. Maybe they would want to piggyback off of it. Who knows? But there's yeah the well, team it's is another where,
3: it's another avenue too for co- college players to right. then get into mm-hmm. like it's like a feeder
2: system yeah for, if it if it does explode yeah there's I, more positions I think it could, too yeah. you for know sure. yeah yeah so many opportunities
0: yeah pvf is they're really focused on bringing back home all of the women that play overseas mm-hmm. yeah. there's like around 300 um female athletes that and are out. also trying to get foreign players yes to come. right all yeah. yeah. well, day they, they allow for two international per team okay right. so that's really cool and, too
1: and like two from college they do a college draft uh yes they do so which is awesome because it feeds Cause you're allowing people to cycle see, in. yeah segue in mm-hmm. you know? So know is,
2: is that something where you could be in the middle of your college eligibility and go play a spring or is it when you like finish your senior season and then you could go play that spring i don't know if they've I don't know. Got a fact check, uh, that.
0: Jen Spiker. Yeah, yep. Jen. Let's
2: call Jenna. <laughs> phone a friend. <laughs> 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 That's not a phone. Can I?
1: Yeah. Can I put Wait, that? Was that from
0: like the 80s or like when we're <laughs> <just> operator? <laughs> ring, ding, ding. I'm gonna put that as my ringtone.
3: <laughs> but like serious question, hot chocolate or coffee?
1: Really? Coffee, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what is yours, hot chocolate or what's no americano, baby?
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. I got a new machine so when you come over, we could test it. We'll be hanging out over Thanksgiving break. Oh, yes. Let
1: me know if you get rid of that old machine. or The other, the other one? You're yeah, need I'll, it for
0: sure. Yeah, I'll put myself on the list for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back to the team dynamics for a second. Yeah, And I feel like any of you guys, because I want this to be a discussion and conversation, yeah. especially for our listeners, um, our younger listeners who want to listen to this, what sort of key qualities do you believe contribute to... Um, be to have a successful partnership, whether that's indoor or on the beach? I don't know.
1: The word like serve comes to my mind. Um, I think best leaders are the ones that serve others um, and that they're, it's not about them. So um, being on a team, um, you know, I'm always quickly evaluating like what are they good at? What are they not good at? I'm not good at everything. You know, I'm good at some things. And like I said earlier, just trying to see how it's kind of like a game. It's like, what do they need to be told, um, to, to feel encouraged or mm-hmm. what do they need to be told? Like, you know, when it's 24, 24, like, how do I give them confidence? And it's so different for each person, but I love that. I love figuring that out and knowing what to say and how to say it in the tone, uh, during those games. It's, it is kind of a game, but when you, um, when you serve others and you uh, pump them up and you encourage them, like it just, it brings us all joy. And I think that's why sports is fun Um, because it gives us a chance to get our eyes off ourselves. When our eyes are on ourselves all the time, we just scrape at ourselves and we tear ourselves down all the time. But, indoor is awesome because it gives you that split second and that huddle to be like okay this is what we're going to need to do great job great pass I got to do this and it's just like a full team effort you know and uh but yeah I think the best people that serve where it's needed uh and sometimes that's not being on the court sometimes that's not touching the ball at the time but I think those are the the teammates that you remember the most and that you love the most.
0: That's a good point because I feel like a lot of the times people just assume that when they're playing, like that's when you're supposed to be providing your team encouragement when you're on the court, when it's literally the like you said, a team um -hmm. contribution and dynamic. It's you're all helping out one another.
2: Yeah, I think um for me I always I always like to have a discussion with who I'm playing with, what what does it look like when you're struggling mm-hmm. and what do you need in that moment? Yeah. So kind of to, t- to add on to that again yeah. is um, because some people look differently when they're struggling. And then some like I don't need somebody to be like, rah, rah, you've got this or to be in my face like, like, let's yeah. Yeah. I know, sorry, beep it out. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'll but, I, it. But, 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 you know, but
1: but, no, we'll do Kelly's little, yeah.
2: bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but I think it's really important to ask those questions and then talk about it after the fact too. So that yeah. you're having this constant streamline of communication mm-hmm. so that you're be- better able to like help each other in those moments yeah. and bring out the best in each other. Um, so, cause that's, you know, that's the goals, right? Yeah. Cause I want to just, I want to be, I want to make you want to, like, what can I do to play, make you play your best?
3: I think to piggyback on that, I think the word that comes to me is like communication and clarity, like yeah. being open and honest, especially whether you're a beach athlete, like it's you and your other person, mm-hmm. your teammate. Like, it's you spend a lot of time together, so you need to communicate what are your needs, how are you feeling, like you need to kind of let them in, but also understand like you might need space and they also have needs as well um I said I wrote down my my qualities oh, that's
2: so cute Oh, I said
3: um discipline just being disciplined in the little things I think mm-hmm. that's super important yeah um especially at the professional level like you have to have that yeah I said trust between your par- like your partner your teammates you got to yeah. know that they have your back in any situation like mm-hmm. if you are in the tank and you just can't side out yeah your partner needs to help you to like lift you up and yeah. try and insert themselves there and your coaches your coaches as well mm-hmm. yeah. and then I said passion because you gotta play the sport you love, you gotta do what yeah. you love. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, give yourself grace that you can do hard things. Yeah. So I think um, it takes courage to admit that. And Yeah. Um, those are my like qualities,
0: those. core values? <laughs> words. It's um helping the other person become a better version of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you do that on the court and off the court? Yes, you raised your hand.
3: Me. Well, I think you need to know who your best version of yourself first to then help the person next to you or your teammates. Because if you don't know who you are, how can you, you shouldn't be s- focusing and worrying about the people around you. Like you got to take care of yourself first, understand what your needs are, have that relationship with yourself yeah. and then serve your teammates, which mm-hmm. I think is super important. Thank you, Coach Reeves. You're yeah. welcome.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: We got a coach up in here. <laughs> Yeah. I spend a lot of <laughs> and, time with Jenny Johnson and <laughs> Jordan.
2: And I mean, this is super applicable to real life relationships too, not just on the court. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like having all of these qualities, all of these things we talked about. So, um,
3: I think something that helps too is just like writing it down too, like journaling, or you can type it on your phone or your computer. But really spending time to reflect on it, I think, is super important. Like being intentional with that, and like Mm -hmm. understanding that process of like reflection, writing it down and like really kind of look in the mirror, like, who am I? What makes me tick? What makes me happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I unhealthy? What do I do?
0: Yeah. What uh, What motivates you guys, or motiva- what motivates you on a daily basis? Um,
1: I think, well, right now, um, the next thing right now is for me is indoor. And I think right now I just have uh, so much joy and I have such an amazing opportunity that I didn't ever think that I would get. You know, I've always wanted to you know, play overseas or not? Well, no, Did not want to play overseas. <laughs> Let's see you play overseas. Excuse Italian no. leagues. No, yeah, I mean, like, I would have loved to play indoor professionally, but it was not. I would never go overseas, um, just because of family and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now, waking up knowing that I am a part of a new team, um, mm-hmm. you know, I wanna, I wanna step into, you know, mini camp and into season, knowing that I um, trained the hardest. I, um, lifted as, as hard as I can, and I'm putting myself and my teammates in a good position to win. Um, you know, just it's, uh, yeah, I think so much has changed for me. I would never have thought to be in this position right now. Um, and I, I want to take that, um, seriously, uh, and I don't take the, the opportunity lightly. So, uh, and I just want to, see how so see how good I can get um you know I've, this is my first professional indoor season and uh I don't know what I'm playing so it's just you know extra training for me and uh so yeah I think that's what that what motivates me is you know and I think another thing is I get to now play in front of family like I get to play in front of my parents they haven't been overseas in 6 years to to see me play and uh coming back and you know getting to play in Vegas and uh, San Diego and closer places to Phoenix like uh, that's what I like is I like to I would love to play in front of family um, but that's fun and having a new nephew it's like I want him to be like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. she's pretty cool <laughs> you know <laughs> cool aunt yeah and so yeah I, I think uh, yeah just just seeing where this this new journey takes me um, I'm excited to just
0: be a part of a yeah a team and see where I can uh, be a good fit how do you take a bet on yourself or how have you taken a bet on yourself? Gosh. Um,
1: I think I've, um, I don't know if it's a bet, but I have trusted God, uh, in this process. It's been scary. Um, but, um, yeah, I think I, I know what I'm capable of and there's just, I know that I can do good things, whether that's beach and indoor and, I'm just ready for what God has me to do. And right now that's indoor and I hope to to make it back to the beach on the AVP. And so, uh, yeah, I think, um, I would never have thought I'd get an opportunity to pursue indoor. And so, uh, I think that's a bet, you know, yeah. um, not having played in six years, uh, and just knowing that, uh, I just need training, I just need practice just like anything else. I think it's just hardwired into us at that point. So, um, yeah. I'm ready,
0: ready to go. Yeah, it's exciting. And I, I think I want to end this uh podcast episode with um Thanksgiving coming up, right? This is our Thanksgiving special here. We got our we got a Mr. we got a Mr. Turkey here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to I just wanted to say real quick like how just what i'm thankful for i'm thankful for you guys i'm thankful for this podcast Mm. thank you for joining me on this journey thank you for taking a bet on me thank you to our listeners our subscribers um supporters all around the world we see your messages through the instagram account we see the emails that you're getting where you're sending us uh telling us how you're taking a bet on yourselves and how this podcast has inspired you Mm. um thank you so much for that Thank you to both of you for joining me as my co-host. Thank you
2: for believing in us. us. Yes, thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you, Sarah, for being on this podcast. Thanks for having Um, us. It's been fun. Yeah, and I mean, the mic's to you guys. If you guys want to say anything at all, if not, we could just close it. But
2: Just super grateful. Super thankful.
3: (laughs) 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 Just dropping rhymes. (laughs) It's been really fun to be... A part of this journey and to see when we started and where we're going and I can't believe we're almost in the new year but I think our community has grown and thank you for taking time to meet with us as I know your schedule is going to ramp up but for all the our guests that have been on this journey with us yeah we appreciate you yeah we're super thankful for you like we wouldn't be in the position we are today and it's yeah.
2: And for everyone being vulnerable too. Yeah. That's powerful and scary, but it's also yeah. the voice their voices are helping so many who listen. So
0: Yeah. And that is the did you have anything to add? Did you want
1: to add anything? Okay. Well, I just want to thank you for bringing me on.
0: Yeah. It's, I've been wanting to get yeah. you on for a while. You've just been so busy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been cool. I, I feel like I met you about a year ago. Yeah. At the Phoenix. Yeah. AVP. And just to see how far you've come on your podcast. And I mean, you're one of the hardest working people that I know. So, um, you know, just to, to see the podcast, to see you travel the world with FIVB and, um, doing the summit a couple months ago, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the trend is up from here yeah. and I'm just uh, I'm grateful to be a part of it. I'm excited to see um, how much farther you go. Yeah, and I think this guy's the limit at this point. Yeah,
0: we're we're hoping for big things in 2024. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for um, volleyball world people for bringing me on and taking care of me as well. Got to give those guys a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is the bet on her podcast.
3: And cut! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo <laughs> Boop
2: <laughs> Bing, <bong. laughs> I love saying it. I don't know why.